Praise the Lord and good day to you and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church. So glad to be with you today, gathered around God's precious and holy words of life, light, and liberty. Nothing like God's word in all the world, nothing at all. So we're going to dig into this today, this great topic of the secret and the fear of the Lord. And our God's going to show us some great truths today that will help us to see a, 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 a greater light that he's promised this path he put us on would shine more and more <coughs> until that perfect day. And today's going to be one of those days that he guides us further into the truth. He shows it to us. He imparts it in our hearts as he's able to guide us into it. His desire is that we walk in the truth and that the truth be our focus. The truth is his son, <coughs> excuse me, and what his son did for us at Calvary. And again, this this grand and this beautiful topic of the secret of the Lord and the fear of the Lord all tied together will help you tremendously if you'll get your Bibles and follow along with us and understand that Christ Jesus and what he did at Calvary is the focus that we have been given of the Lord when we were born again, vision, and that vision becomes greater with more and more clarity as we continue to behold that which we beheld the very first time we ever saw with the spiritual eyes we were given, and that's the Lamb of God slain on Calvary's cross for us. Hallelujah. So today is going to be the secret and the fear of the Lord, part seven. <clears throat> and uh, so grab your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 19. And while you're doing that, I'll give you time to get your Bibles and get turned there to Proverbs chapter 19. While you're doing that, let me remind you that we have a website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There's a store icon there. Click on the store icon. Go inside the, the website store and see the commentaries that are there for you. And uh, there will be more in the days ahead. Angel Peace has a music CD that's very, very good and prophetic. And uh, my favorite song on that CD is Planted Deep which is a very prophetic song that she wrote. She wasn't trying to be prophetic, just used of the Lord because her heart is wrapped around the sacrifice of Christ, and I'm so thankful for that. And uh, so everything we do is uploaded to the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, and uh, the services on Wednesday and Sunday are broadcast live uh, on the Crossway Church Queen City, Texas Facebook page and that YouTube channel. So I encourage you to uh, go there. There's more there than you'll be able to listen to if you start listening now uh, until the Lord comes. There's plenty of, of, of messages and teachings there, worship services on the YouTube channel for you to listen to till the Lord comes. And I'm thankful for uh, him giving us the avenue to, to publish all that he's given us to publish. And so we're just excited about moving into the holiday season right now as we prepare to spend time with family and focus on the, the, the Lord God of heaven coming to this earth to save us, being born of a, a, a woman conceived of the Holy Spirit 
born of the Virgin Mary, our God became a man to save all men. And I'm thankful for what this season's all about. Hallelujah. The greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Today, let's look at something else. These, the first six sessions have been phenomenal with the, with the truths that the Holy Spirit uh, has given us in this study concerning the secret and the fear of the Lord. And uh, I know I told you to turn to, to Proverbs, but I want to quote for us uh, our springboard scripture, if you will, that began this series and really is the overall covering for this series, and that's Psalms 25 and 14. It will help you tremendously if you will allow the Holy Spirit uh, to get your attention with it many times along this walk. And uh, Psalms 25, 14 reads in this manner, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and them he shows his covenant. To them he shows his covenant. It is a profound Bible verse. They all are, the whole word of God. But some of these scriptures show us that it's, it's the fear of the Lord that brings in view the covenant. And, and the covenant, Jesus said, is in his blood. It's in him being slain as the lamb. That's the new covenant. That's what Jesus said that the new covenant is in his blood. It's in him being slain. It's in him dying. It's really in his blood that's able to wash all sin away. And I'm thankful to know that today. So the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he shows them, he reveals to them, he makes known to them, nobody else, his covenant. So there has to be the fear of the Lord in your heart. <clears throat> and if you're watching me right now and you did not listen, you have not heard the last session, you desperately need to go and listen to the last session that we saw in the scriptures where that you can fear the Lord and it not be the fear of the Lord. In the old covenant, I won't teach it again. You're going to be challenged to go back and listen to it. It was part six of this series that you can fear God and fear other gods. You can fear God and serve idols. You can fear God and 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 worship false gods, false idols. You you can fear God and and fear other things, value other things because that's what the fear of the Lord is. It is really the 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 a desire to value God in the way he should be desired, the way he should be seen, the way he should be uh, viewed, the way he is. The fear of the Lord, the Bible says, is to, to, to depart from evil. And as we saw in the last session, uh, Israel feared the Lord, but they feared other gods, which was a, a sin. It was wicked and evil. So it, there's a difference between fearing God and the fear of the Lord. There's a difference between fearing the Lord and having the fear of the Lord. And the difference is, we brought it out in Isaiah 11, verse 2, that the spirit of the Lord 
was resting upon Christ when he came. Get this now. And one of the attributes listed by Isaiah in chapter 11, verse 2, one of the attributes, one of the workings of the Holy Spirit, if you will, is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. This is the the Lord's fear. This is the, the Lord's value, his worth. So again, go back and listen to part six if you missed it because many today fear God, but it's not the fear of God. Many today fear the Lord, but it's not the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the working of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the attributes of the Holy Spirit. You need to go back and listen. I'm not teaching it again. You'll have to go back and get that treasure laying there for you, waiting for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you can find it on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, uh, thecrosswaychurch.com. So go and, and look for it. You will be blessed. Because, listen, many today, let me say it again. I need to before we move on. You can fear God. You can fear the Lord, but it not be the fear of the Lord. Let's look at this today in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 23. The fear of the Lord tends to life, gives life, maintains work, uh, 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 imparts life. The fear of the Lord now, this is, what is the fear of the Lord? It is the beginning of wisdom. It is to hate evil. It's We're going through this study. I don't know how many sessions there will be, but the Bible tells us what the, what the fear of the Lord, where it comes from and what it does and what it causes and what it produces. So here we'll see the fear of the Lord tends to life. Now, I have to do this. The Holy Spirit right now is directing me to go back to one of the things we mentioned yesterday in Nehemiah, and I believe it was in chapter 1, the last verse. He, he, says, he says in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, and listen to this now, and you'll find things like this throughout the Word of God. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. Get that now. Who desire to fear your name. Now, let me see if I can find something in the scripture, here's, here's another example of this. The fear of the Lord is, is a working of the Holy Spirit. That is, a, that is concrete, absolute, because it's given to us in Isaiah 11 and 2. That one of the attributes, one of the, the, the fruits of the Spirit that rested on Christ when he came to save us, which is still the Spirit of of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, the Spirit of Grace, all names of the third person of the Godhead is the Spirit of Christ. And the Spirit that rests even today on Christ is the same Spirit that we've been given that, dwe <coughs> that dwells in us. And one of the working attributes of the Holy Spirit is the fear of the Lord. Write that down. Go look at it. It's in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. But watch this now. 
in Psalms 34, 11. Come ye children, hearken unto me. This is prophetically God speaking to you and me. Come ye children, hearken unto me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Get this now. Do you have a desire to learn the fear of the Lord? Nehemiah did. Did, did you hear what, what we said a while ago? Nehemiah's prayer is, is this. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants <coughs> who desire to fear your name, to value your name properly, to value your will properly, to value the name of the Lord and the will of the Lord and the word of the Lord above all things is to give yourself to that, to the learning of that, to the learning, of not, not 10 minutes every once in a while, the learning of that. Your life is consumed with a desire to know your Savior, to know your Lord, to know God. You're, you're, it, it's not uh, your life is consumed with all these other things and every once in a while you have time for God. No, your life is consumed to learn the fear, the value, the worth of God and his plan for you right now in this time because right now is when you're here. Hallelujah. So, Let's get back. That was that was that was fabulous. Proverbs nineteen and twenty three, and what we just went off on, we call a rabbit trail. Will help us now where we are. Proverbs nineteen and twenty three, the fear of the Lord tends to life. Outside the fear of the Lord, there's no the life is not being the life of Christ is not being tended to. Get that. How do you, if you, if you <clears throat> go out and you just plant a garden and you don't tend to it, it ain't going to produce what you need it to. Adam and Eve were put in a garden to tend it. Part of the tending of the garden was to keep intruders out, uh, to not listen to any other voices that would come into the garden and, 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 and say things contrary to the God who gave them the garden, put them in the garden, and told them literally just to tend the garden. So it's when you're tending to something, it means it has your attention. That means it has your attention, and, and that attention is causing something to happen. You're tending to it. So the fear of the Lord is what tends to life. Amen. And he that has it, the fear of the Lord shall abide satisfied. Well, Jesus is our life. Jesus is our abundant and everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father other than me. And he meant that in, 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 he meant that in a greater way than we'll probably ever know. There's no way to pray to the Father. There's no way to get home to the Father. There's no way to worship the Father. There's no way that your giving of tithes and offerings is going to be accepted by the Father if it's not through me. And that means through faith in Him and what He did at Calvary. It's His death that opened, that made Him the door 
and God accessible to receive for us to receive anything from God or from God for God to receive anything from us. There's one door, my friend. There's one door. There's not two. I'll give to God through this avenue. I'll give to God. No, you'll give to God through faith in the death of Jesus or God won't be accepting what you're offering. You, you don't believe me. Go back and look at Cain and Abel and God hadn't changed his mind. God hadn't changed his mind. We can't give to God anything that he hasn't already given us. And the only thing he's given us is, spiritually is his son on Calvary's tree. And when we give him anything, it's got to be through that faith, the same faith that that he lived by and that we live by. And if it's not, then we're just doing things to make ourselves feel good about what we're doing. But if it's like Abel, we bring to God what God had already given us, amen, then we offer the sacrifice of righteousness. We offer to God whatever we're doing, it's in the name of Jesus. Not by saying in the name of Jesus, it's in the name of of the Lord that we're learning to honor and reverence and fear and humble ourselves and value the, the, the worth of the name of Jesus. What is the name of Jesus worth to you? Is it worth your every moment's striving for the faith of the gospel? Do you understand the Bible says that we are supposed to be striving together for the faith of the gospel? Do you understand that the faith of the gospel is the same as the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us? We live by that faith. So we're not told to be found striving together for some other faith the faith of the gospel is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that God's people would come home. Oh, that God's people would stop touching the unclean thing so they could stop pretending in vain imaginations that God's doing this and God's doing that. If we would stop touching the unclean thing because we valued and honored and reverenced his holy name through faith in the sacrifice alone, that we could stop touching the unclean thing and as he told the church in Corinth, then he would receive them. <clears throat> he was talking to a church who was already born again and received by him through their faith in Christ, but he was talking about come out from among them, stop touching the unclean thing, which is anything that's not the sacrifice of Christ that your faith is in. And he promises that he will be our God, will be his people, and that he will be found walking in us and that he will receive us. That's not talking about initially receiving us. That's talking about showing his favor <clears throat> upon our lives. How does he do that? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he reveals to them, makes known to them, his covenant. If he's not making known his covenant to us, we're not living. We might be going to church and doing this and doing that, but Christ is our life. Christ is our life. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. Listen, 
It's easy. Israel, go back and read it in 2 Kings chapter 17, as I brought out in the last session. You can be going through the motions with God and fearing God, but not walking in the fear of the Lord. They feared the Lord, yet they served idols. It says there, or I referenced 2 Kings chapter 17, they feared the Lord, but they disobeyed God. Do you know millions today bring money into churches because they fear the Lord, but they are not functioning in the fear of the Lord? To function in the fear of the Lord, your faith must be deliberately and consciously in the death of Jesus. You say, well, I don't know about that. That's because you don't understand the secret. The secret of the Lord. It, it's Listen, it's no longer a secret, but even though it's being revealed, it's rebelled against. It's, it's just like 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11, that tells us that the Spirit of God always delivers us who are alive, meaning saved, unto death. Always. Well, I don't know about that. It's because you don't understand the secret. We won't we we feel all wooey and wooey and, and call the secret place something in our own vain imaginations. Well, since we're talking about that this morning, and this is a Bible study, let's, let's just go see if we can find what the Bible says about the secret place. And there's so many scriptures there, but I want maybe we can find something in the book of, of Psalms is probably where we're going to find that. Psalms 91, watch this now. Psalms 91 in verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. See, God's got a secret place. You and I today know it is in Christ, but the secret of in Christ is faith in his death because that's really scripturally the only way into Christ is by trusting what he did in dying for our sins so we could be cleansed, forgiven, washed clean, made new creations in him. So watch now. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of of the Almighty, under the shadow. What was in the Old Covenant, what was the shadow of the Almighty? It wasn't clouds in the sky. No, it was the mercy seat on atop the Ark of the Covenant where the cherub wings were built and put over and it made a shadow over where the blood was poured out on the mercy seat. Why do you think it got dark when Jesus died? Mm, my goodness, do you feel that? Why do you think it got dark on the earth when Jesus died? Because it's the shadow of the Lord. It was, it was referencing where the shadow of the Lord had always existed in type and shadow in the old covenant. Under the cherub wings, there was a shadow, and it, that shadow that covered, 